Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, hello and good evening. And, of course, the phone would ring right as I pick up... um the microphone, but it'll just have to keep right on ringing. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live. I tell that phone to stop. But anyway, sports has to go on, and it must go on, and it will go on. So, Chris, take it away, buddy. All right. Well, here we are in show number 148 for June 15th, uh, 2021. It's the old trading deadline, back in the old days. Yes, I remember uh, that. Yeah, that's right. And we had the time, well, let's see, it was, I guess it was 45 years ago today that Charlie Finley tried to make all kinds of money and uh, uh, yes. you know, get rid of Raleigh Fingers and Joe Rudy to the Red Sox invited Blue to the Yankees. And, uh, uh, as an A's fan, that was a very bad, uh, horrible day because we thought those trades were actually going to go through, and I'm glad I'm glad. So did we. We, we yeah. would have had a closer, and we didn't need one that year. So that wasn't yeah. good. And Joe Rudy ended up here later, though. Yep, so, he um, sure did. He was past his prime. Anyway. That's right. So, this is show number 148, and uh, the uh, agenda for tonight, we'll go over the list of deaths. We only have five this week, so that's good. Thank goodness. Uh, and we'll do the panel uh, go-round. bigger we'll, names, though, in that list. There were. Yeah. There were. Then we'll uh, uh, talk about tennis, because we did have the end of the French Open, finally. And uh, Wimbledon, I think, starts next week, so we'll go right from one uh, major to the, to the next. Then we'll have NASCAR, a brief uh, report on that. Then we'll be talking, oh, there's Groucho. And then we've uh, got... Bill's phone uh, rings, my, my parrot gets going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so then we, we, we'll talk a little about the U.S. Open. It's going to be in Southern California, I guess, near San Diego this week. And, of course, it's always on Father's Day. And, by the way, happy Father's Day. By the time we come on next week, Father's Day will be over. So uh, happy yep. Father's Day to all the fathers out there. we got some fathers on this panel, and, uh, and uh, we will enjoy the day, too, I'm sure. And then... Uh, so after the uh, golf, then we'll talk about college sports. Baseball uh, is all set now. The softball is all settled, so we'll talk about that. Then baseball, MLB, we've got a, a big uh, wording coming down or uh, you know, statement from MLB, what they're going to do about these pitchers with the, the, the spider tack and other things on their hands and uh, see if that helps the hitting and disrupts how many teams and so forth. We'll be talking about that. NBA, NHL, little NFL, not much. And then uh, the Olympics. Well, we actually, we can just get the Olympics out of the way. Um, while while we're here, and that is that the Olympics, and I'm going to have to get this straight. They're in Brisbane, not Brisbane, Brisbane, Australia, in 2032. So the way the schedule works right now, of course, the Olympics allegedly in Tokyo. I guess they'll happen in uh, 2021 here. Then in 24, they'll be in Paris. 28, they'll be in back in Los Angeles. Every 40, 50 years, they come back to Los Angeles. About 26. 
Huh? No, we're doing, he's, doing, he's doing the summer. Winter. The summer. 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 He's doing 21, yeah. and then 24 in Paris, 28 in Los Angeles, and 32 in uh, Brisbane. And then uh, the Olympics will be in 22. So we're going to have Olympics three out of four years. So the Olympic committees will be busy. They'll be 21 for the summer, 22 for the winter, and 24 for the summer again. So there, yeah. they took care of the Olympics. So anyway, here's the death list. What, what, John? I say I'll have some Olympic news, but it ties in with the NBA, so I'll put it in the NBA. Okay. So just, All right. Yeah. Tim uh, Tolman, 65 years old, an outfielder and first baseman. He played for Houston and uh, and Detroit. Uh, Jim Fossil, 71 years yeah. old, uh, the coach of Utah in uh, football, and the Giants led him to the Super Bowl. Uh, and let's see. Then we have uh, Jim Mudcat Grant. Uh, for Cleveland, he pitched for Cleveland, Minnesota, Oakland, the Dodgers. He was 85 years old. One of the uh, pitchers that was in uh, came up in '58, so I remember him uh, starting out. Bobby Unser Jr., 65 years old, and uh, he uh, kind of had a kind of a wasted life. Sort of rambled from one thing to another. You kind of tell the family had money and he could do kind of what he wanted, but I guess he got involved with drugs too. And then uh, a guy who nobody's ever heard of, Hesley Hempstead, an offensive lineman for, uh, for uh, University of Kansas and the Lions, uh, and he was only 46. That's- well, if he played at the University of Kansas, Chris, that's why nobody's hey, heard of him, because he, nobody's he ever heard of the for- University of Kansas for football. And well, he was 49, not 40, he was oh, okay. 49, not 46. All right. But the, the thing, too, about it is that he uh, played in all the Kansas games. So for yeah. a bad group, he was a good player, but didn't play much in the NFL, as you'll see. So anyway, so going around the panel, first with me, uh, of course, the Bruins were knocked out. Uh, there, It turns out Tuka Rask had a torn labrum, hip labrum. And uh, I don't know whether you have labrums anywhere else, but every time they talked about labrums, they said hip labrum. So they're as, as, as mysterious as the oblique oblique. Uh, muscles we didn't have them before now we do uh-huh. all that and it's a very weird situation they're going to have because he's going to be out till at least january and you've already got jeremy swayman who is look pretty good this year so do you want to have him start out bringing a veteran backup or do you want and then uh, bring ras back or just uh, let him go or do you want to have the two there's dan bladar who also was in providence was in providence this year maybe he'd be the but that's two young goaltenders on a now doesn't he doesn't he have one more year left on his deal, Chris? Rask? Rask? Yeah. No, he's a no. free agent. Oh, he's a free agent. Free agent. Yeah. So they have well, to the... decide. He says he only wants to play here because yeah. he's settled here. So if that's the case, then maybe they'd be willing. But why would you want him? You don't want him on the roster. I guess we don't, you know, you don't have to, I guess. You just put him. Well, what, you, what, sign him. What, you, what you can do is sign him to a contract and uh, when Trent, uh, after the preseason is over with, you can put him on long-term injury reserve. Yeah, right. <laughs> And, yeah, but then you've yeah. got to decide. We could, but like, let's say if you're, uh, let's say you're not excited about Swayman and Vladar as, as your two goalies because they're so young. Yeah. You're not gonna. Who's gonna come as a backup goalie to, to Swayman? You know, somebody. Um, what kind of goalie would that be? Because you know, you wouldn't ever. You figure, well, you're waiting for Rat to take this job. So, you know, well, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not Don Sweeney because that's his decision. Yeah. But the, the lack of depth, I mean, they did have injuries again. And a lot of the same people got hurt, you know, Miller and, and um, uh, Carlo, Carlo. Yeah. And they got hurt. As a matter of fact, on the penalty kill, uh, there was, uh, no goal was scored on this penalty kill. But in the last game, the sixth game, they had uh, no right side defensemen out there on the on the, on the the uh, thing because they were all hurt because at that point, yeah. McAvoy was unavailable for about six minutes. So, you know, they got away with it. But, I mean, with Rask, Rask 
Kraft played in that last game. We were talking last week whether he would. Yes, he did, but he didn't. You know, he didn't do terrible. He didn't do great. And now it turns out he had that torn labrum. So I don't know. It's just a, a real mess for the Bruins. But I mean, they. It was funny. They asked. Uh, they were going back and forth on the panel and the, with uh, Zoe and Beetle on the Sports Hub the other day of the four teams. Who's the closest to the final four? And, and not so much who's going to win, you know, the next championship. But who's close? And they actually, you know, some of them said the Red Sox because the Red Sox are off to a decent start. But we'll talk more about them later because yeah. that, that kind of didn't go super well this week. Although for a contender, it did. Uh, you know, we'll, I'll get to that. Uh, so they kind of said the Red Sox, and they sort of lo- thought the Patriots might be uh, the uh, Celtics might be fourth, and then it was uh, second between Patriots and Bruins. I don't know. It's hard mm-hmm. to say. But anyway, so that's uh, you know we're done with the winter sports here, and now everybody's all eyes will shift to. Uh, to Foxborough and to Fenway. So, Rick? Okay. Um, I wasn't here last week. Um, I guess the guys gave my granddaughter a, a shout-out. I appreciate yes, that. But did. just, yes, I'd like to give her my own. <laughs> she's, yeah. um, you know, she's lived with us her whole life. Um, my, my three granddaughters have, three of our four. And I was always pretty good at math, and I got the job of math tutoring her during her <laughs> school career. And, and there were some nights when, when I thought it was never going to end. <laughs> but she... <laughs> But she think it was her, you and not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> she worked her butt off. I mean, this isn't a kid that, that you would call a genius, but she worked so hard. And she ended up um, 15th in her class, uh, 3.93 GPA, uh, National Honor Society. She's got a certified nursing assistant badge already. She's going mm-hmm. to UMass Boston next year for nursing school. And, um, and the cool thing is that because of COVID restrictions, they were only allowed – two guests beside, besides their parents. And she wanted my wife and I to be those two guests. Ah, so, so we're pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, getting back into sports, uh, but the Bruins, I, I was disappointed that the Bruins were now not really surprised. I had said, I, I had wished yeah. to have drawn the penguins. Um, I just think Brian Trotz, he, he knows something about the Bruins. You know, he, he dominated him when he was with Washington and he, he did kind of in this series too. Um, it's a little dis- especially since I think today is the 10th year anniversary of their last Stanley Cups. It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just a couple of observations on the Red Sox. Um, you know what? Before the season started, nobody expected the Red Sox to do anything. Um, and their pitching staff was considered mediocre to bad. And, they, you know, they've had a great run so far here. But ever since the league started talking about checking for illegal substances, our pitching staff has the DRA has ballooned, even though they had a good effort last night. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying anything, but you know we know manager Alex Cora would never There's do anything to bend the rules. Story. I've heard, yeah, I've heard conflicting stories about that. We'll talk about the baseball because we're all going to want to talk about that right. because yeah. there's been conflicting stories about the spin rates and stuff. Yeah. I've heard two different yeah. stories, so I don't really know. Yeah. All right, but, uh, Gary? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rick. That's all right. I was just going to say power. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, that, that nursing profession, Rick, is something else. I have a family full of them. So what yeah. it's you, the, the, you really you, you give a shout out to those people, too, because, boy, have they It'll done. make me feel safer at yeah. future parties. Well, she, she wants to go into pediatric nursing, which is which is nice. But I've, I've also told her you're going to see some really sad things. No kidding. But that is yeah. a I mean, that's a profession that over the last year, year plus has been. Oh man, you know, really taxed. Been working I mean, hard. Having yeah. a family, having a lot of family members in that, yeah. I got to tell you, there's a lot yep. of times. Oh no, let's hope they don't have any issues. But yeah. uh, congratulations to the state of Massachusetts today. Apparently, their state of emergency has been lifted. So yes, it was. You guys now, uh, I guess, does that mean you officially open up? Like the Red Sox, everything's the same as it was May 29th. We're still the only time you need masks is in medical facilities and on public transportation. As far that's as that's what they've yeah. done here in yeah. California as well today. 
So, yeah, the only yeah. thing that changed well, today was things like, you know, Uber drivers are not on an emergency anymore, so they can charge more and that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, so funny how, how things work. They were saying, you know, they, they want to make a, put a good spin on it. So I was hearing all day on the news on BZ, this is good because now the Uber drivers will be available to start driving again. Well, I get that. And yeah, because if yeah. you want one, we had a friend get stuck here for an extra hour. You know, our friend Steve, and he took him, we finally had to call a Quincy cab. And he'd never had that problem before. I get that. But that also means it's going to cost you 80 bucks to get home instead of 30, you know. Yeah. Then, good news. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> and, and this weekend, I got to tell you, the, the Cubs and the Cardinals played it at Wrigley, and I mean, it helped that the Cubs swept the series. I love that, but more, even more than that, boy, did it sound wonderful yeah. to have yeah. almost 100% capacity at those games. It, it just sounded really good to have a loud Wrigley feel, and I, Mike Schilt basically said, you know, it, it it was affect you know it affected them a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, good for the Cubs. And uh, by the way, Rick uh, Horton and John Rooney did travel to Chicago this weekend. But uh, I wonder if this the state that you're going to affects whether you travel because of course the Cubs guys are not in New York. So I wonder if that is in. Some well, way. I don't know. The Tampa Bay guys aren't in Chicago. So, you know, and I understand yeah. the White Sox haven't opened up for a full crowd, but they've got fans there. Right. And I thought they would travel. So uh, I was surprised. I, I don't know if they've team. traveled maybe at all yet. The, maybe the, the visiting or the home team is saying no visitors. That could be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's, there's no, but, no one's telling us. That's for sure. There's but, no yeah, science it, to it. it. There is not. But it really did sound good this weekend to have Wrigley back at 100%. Bill. Well, I will say. The Reds are going on their three road stops this time, so they've been going pretty much full ahead for the past month or so. So It sounded like they were in Milwaukee last night. Oh, yeah, they definitely were. Now, have you ever seen this combination, since I've got a few seconds here, a combination where you have... One announcer at home and one at the ballpark. Maybe you got a case <laughs> yeah, like that happened a, with the yes. Mets when Howie Rose wasn't feeling well for a couple of days. He was home and uh, Wayne uh, Randazzo was at the ballpark. Or yeah, like, it happened to ESPN with Van Gundy and Mike Green and them. Yep. Well, with ABC, ESPN, one of them, they were there. I, I could see all. that happening. You know what I mean? Like a Mike Shannon, who does very few games now. Well, he only does home games anyway, but um, right, you know. But, I get now. I did hear. I listened to the Mets not yesterday, but the other day. It sounds like that Wayne Randazzo, at the very least, may do some traveling in the second half. Good, but how good. this policy is, or what? And the other thing that I made an observation since we've been back home on our devices, no matter when we go in the game to listen to it. You can listen to 700 WLW at any time. When we're in Florida, if you start after the game started or, you know, the network, then you're not going to be able to listen to the game on 700 WLW. Right. But if you, but here, and they'll probably block this tomorrow since I said this publicly, (laughs) (laughs) that's probably happening. But other than that, it's just been checking out the sports. As much and as it's, and it's hotter than heck in the Midwest, Bill. Oh, it's yeah. warm here. It is. No question. And the okay. Reds are bringing up their minor league pitcher, their big prospect to to Louisville now. He, he started in single A, and he's rapidly moving up. Of course, it's not like they don't need the pitching. 
So, right. you know, there you go. All right, let's turn it over to, to Robert. 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 Well, uh, not much is going on here except we're, we're under a heat advisory, which means uh, uh, we're going to get steamy hot for the next few days, anywhere from 105 to 115. So, mm-hmm. and we need we need water. It's uh, we so we do too. This yeah. is this is not good. So, um, and uh, you know, so the next few days we're going to be underneath that. But other than that, all the sports have been going okay. My my A's are, are plugging along and winning games. And thanks Bob to the Melvin Kansas City still, Royals. Yeah, and Bob Nel- Bob Melvin still needs a contract extension. Don't let him become <laughs> a free agent. My God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, you know, don't get me started on, I'll talk about baseball later, but anyway, other than that, everything's going good here. And, uh, I guess I can throw in c- about Kyle Larson winning the all-star race. Sure. Uh, that's, that. but that's, why is that not a points race? Just cause it's an all, it's like an all-star it, break. It's, all-star race. Race. it's like an all-star break. In, it is in, the all-star race. That's what. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, it's their kind of made for TV little event with, yeah. I don't get why they have a quote unquote all star because everybody's running in it anyway. But yeah, yeah. Kinda, it's just, <laughs> and the, you know, only, and the only and, and the only thing you really get out of it is the winner gets a million dollars. You know, right? Oh. And apparently yeah. it was at Charlotte instead of uh, no Texas Speedway instead of Charlotte. That's that's, that's right. Right. If, if I were yeah, at that race, that million dollars would be awfully handy. Any reason, Sean <laughs> or Robert, that you know that it was in Charlotte instead of Texas? Yeah, it's normally supposed to be in Charlotte. I don't, Sean. Do you know I why think, it was in Texas? I I don't know why. I think I think because maybe because they took one of the races away from Texas and gave it to Austin. Oh, they okay. might have given it to Charlotte. They were just in Charlotte, of course, the Coca Cola Six Hundred. And okay. last year, remember, they moved it somewhere else. It wasn't a. Sh- or no, normal. It was they moved it somewhere because Charlotte had had a bunch of races last year too. I think during right. COVID because they had right. a bunch of them, so they moved it somewhere. Okay. And I think I think maybe because Charlotte had a lot of races last year, and so and they took one away from Fort Worth and gave it to Austin. The yeah, well, the, the other thing, too, is did they have a full season last year? Because they must have lost a few races as they went along. Well, right? they they eventually did. Remember, they were doing all those races. Oh, like, on they Tuesday, eventually made it Tuesday. all up and had a full season. Yeah, okay, yeah. then. Okay, so, Sean. All right, well, here at Austin, speaking of that, it's well, we hit a hundred degrees yesterday for the first time this this year. So the rainy, the wet season's over. So at least it's not as dry as it normally would be. But yeah, and but a lot of excitement, of course, here because Longhorns going to Omaha, and it's different than football with Texas baseball. It's one of those. It's, football's kind of the event. Baseball, it's kind of a passion because they've been to Omaha 37 times now, more than any other team. And then, of course, the same weekend, you got they finally get to play the soccer team and gets to open up their stadium, Austin FC. They've been on the road, and the stadium got finished. And they had 10,000 people for a 2.30 in the afternoon game in the stadium last week watching it on the scoreboard while they were on the road. Some of their season ticket VIPs watching soccer in 100-degree weather on a scoreboard at 2.30 in the hour, 90-something degrees it was, watching it. And I'm going, okay. And if I were a soccer fan, I'd probably stay home and watch it on our local well, CW or whatever. Call them soccer <laughs> Nuts, I guess, for that, huh? Yeah, they yeah. watched it. They watched it in the stadium on the scoreboard. They got the preview. So that, of course, you know, like I said, uh, uh, we also have the poll question this yes. week coming up. Let me let y'all know. And if you want to call in and answer the poll question, or if you want to call in on any topic, download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. Enter code 287 
723-4600, hit the pound key twice. Star 9, raise your hand on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer, and I'm not sure. It used to be the more key on the smartphone, but... It still is. It still is. It still is. I thought, it, I thought there was a problem with it, but it still is the more key, okay? And uh, you can call and end the poll question because this weekend is Father's Day. Some of your favorite father-son combinations in sports. So, yeah, so... Let's go to tennis and get, and so, uh, we love you know, to, oh, yeah, well, I, I don't dislike tennis. I don't, we love, I, no, I, we, no, that was a pun. Yeah. We would love. Oh, love. love. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you'd have to tell me that one 15 times before I get it. Anyway, okay. <laughs> there you go. After they call it nail tennis, they call it love. Everybody else calls it correct. zero. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Okay. So Novak Djokovic won the, uh, won the French Open. That's his 19th Grand Slam uh, event that he's won. And he, he beat Stefanos. Tsitsipas uh, from Greece. Tsitsipas. Uh, Tsitsipas. Is that how they yeah. say it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's 20 now for Roger Federer and for Rafael Nadal. So this is amazing. We've always got, or Nadal, we've always got the, you know, one big Grand Slam guy. This reminds me of the 60s with golf when, you know, Jack Nichols, Gary, the player, and Arnold Palmer around. They'd win, you know, one would win this, one would win that. But they right. didn't do it like every week, every time there was a major. You know, somebody yeah. else would sneak in. Julius Boris would win the yeah. Open or uh, Billy Casper would win the PGA or something. You know, this is just they, they were piling up slowly. These guys win them all because they've each got their own tournament that they win. So, yeah. you know, so uh, they won the Australia earlier in the year, uh, did yeah. uh, Joe uh, Djokovic won the Australia, and now he did, because this is only the second time he's won the French Open. The French Open is one he never wins. So uh, this is, you know, he's, he's, he's going for the, uh, calendar grand slam, they call it. And Rod Uh Laver did it. And, uh, and, and let's see, uh, Don Budge. So that would be many years that that happened. Right. And uh, back in the day, you didn't see it happen because, you know, Connors, McEnroe, they had each other and Yvonne Lindo and then Michael Chang and Andre Agassi, that whole bunch. And then you had Bjorn Borg and people like that. Yeah. yeah, Bjorn Borg, all that crew all at the same time. And the leader of the women, it was, of course, you didn't see it was in Navratilova and, and uh, uh, Chris Everett and Steffi Graf and, and Steffi Graf and Monica Sellers yeah. and all so of them. This is, he's now the third player to win any of the, the all four tournaments uh, at least twice. Rod exactly. Laver and uh, Roy Emerson had, had done that. And so he's also uh, could join Laver for, and Don Budge, as I said, for the calendar Grand Slam. And uh, let's see, he's got two French Opens, nine Australian Opens, uh, five Wimbledons, and three U.S. Opens. That's and, correct. And let's see, uh, let's see, he's, uh, I guess he's, what, uh, 34 years old. Yeah, and, he, and he's been number one in the world longer than any other tennis player, man or woman, in history, as long as they've been keeping the rankings. He's, yeah. uh, each week the record keeps getting longer. It's it's uh, well over, I think it's like 320 weeks or something like that that mm-hmm. he's been world number one. So yeah. And Wimbledon you know. starts next Monday, so we'll... Yeah, so starts Monday the 29th. Is it the twenty ninth? Yeah, the 29th. yeah because yeah. it's always yeah. it's the second the second weekend in July is always their championship. The final okay, they changed weekend. that because I can remember it used to end the Fourth of July weekend. No, it always, uh, no, 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 it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Yeah, well, I guess it's the seventies or something because I know I used well, to see it on the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. <laughs> then the, on yeah. the women's side, we had Barbara 
Krejcikova, I guess I will say. It's who Barbara, was, uh, I believe. Uh, well, it says in the paper it's spelled B-A-R-B-O-R-A. Okay, and, uh, I've heard Barbora. I've heard Barbora. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. She was unseated, and she beat uh, the 31st seed because, remember, we had all the women going out for various problems, and the woman, the, the one she beat was Anastasia uh, uh, Pavelchenko. Yeah. yeah. And she beat her 6 1, 2 6, 6 4. And she yeah. was also part of the doubles championship. And, and that's, uh, only the, that's only the second time that somebody's actually accomplished that, right. winning the singles title and doubles title the same year. Mm hmm. And then, so another uh, major is coming up before we get Wimbledon started. It's the U.S. Open in golf in La Jolla, which is, I guess, uh, Torrey Pines, which is near San Diego. And uh, I don't know what the uh, thought is, whether people are thinking Phil Mickelson can tie that together again. And, and well, get that, that, that Bryson DeChambeau, I think, was the defending champion. Yeah, yeah and uh, that is Phil Mickelson's home course. Oh, yeah. And remember, the U.S. Open is back on NBC because, remember, during uh, – during the the COVID, remember they moved the U.S. Open. Fox's contract technically ran out with the U.S. Open on July 1st of 2020, but they moved the U.S. Open to the fall. So NBC snatched it up for, and got it back. So it's it's back yeah. back where it was for the last few years with Dan Hicks and Mike Rico and a much better golf broadcasting crew than Joe Buck. I'm sorry. That's correct. <laughs> and, okay. And you're so get, since it is on the West Coast, you're going to get some primetime golf. Yes, that's yeah. right, because their sunset would be about 11 o'clock Eastern or later. Right. So, yeah. And, and like but, I yeah. said, this, this is Phil Mickelson's home course since he, you know, uh, has lived in San Diego for a number of years. So he might have a shot. The U.S. Open is the only tur only major he has never won. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that takes okay. care of the tennis and the golf. Let's, uh, before we hit our break, uh, okay. Jerry, Jerry, you ha wanted to say something, so go ahead and unmute yourself. And obviously, before you talk, Jerry, those who don't know, our, our thoughts go out to you, Jerry, with your health issues. Okay, well, thank you very much, guys. Okay, a couple of things that uh, you might be interested in. Uh, first of all, the uh, U.S. the, the swim, Olympic swimming trials have been running on NBC uh, for the past two nights. Tonight's one of them, uh, eight Eastern to ten. And uh, I discovered I don't know how long this is going to continue. Maybe it's because it's late at night and the Phillies are playing the Dodgers. But WIP is streaming. Yeah, I think the regular person who knows they're not supposed to stream probably goes to bed around eight <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. And okay. Well, right. let, since we're just about there, let's go ahead and hit the break, and then we'll come yeah. back and we'll do the college baseball and then the regular baseball. Yep. Okay. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat, and I'm doing a downward dog, and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How did you not love him? Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. 
Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gans, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We are back, and now we're going to go into college baseball. So, Sean, real quick, and I do have some other college baseball news, but real quick, tell us who's playing in the College World Series. Yeah, all right. In the College World Series, we start off with the Saturday bracket, and these every game is 2 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern, go between ESPN and ESPN2. So the day game... Or they will all, and they'll is, all be on Westwood 1. Yes, yes. The day game, the 2 p.m. game on Saturday... Is uh, the day game is NC State and Stanford. NC State, they were an unseeded team and made it all the way. You know, took out what won their re- won their regional, got to the super regional, upset Arkansas, the overall number one all year. You know, they they took out Arkansas. They played Stanford, who took out Texas Tech. So and by the way, by the way, game. the name on the Arkansas team, everybody was like, "Well, we don't know anybody in Arkansas." Yeah, you would know this name. Robert Moore is the son of Dayton Moore. So, oh, okay. everybody was kind of hoping Arkansas would make it for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then on the other side of the bracket, in the evening game at seven Eastern, is Vanderbilt and Arizona. You know, they kind of held the form four and five seed. And then, and then on Sunday, the early game, Virginia, they were a three seed in their region. You know, they took out Dallas Baptist uh, and another three seed from their region who took out, you know, they took out Oregon State and South, you know, their whole, and TCU. And so Virginia and Tennessee will play number th- Tennessee. They're the three seed. And that will, like I said, be the two o'clock Sunday game. And then Texas and Mississippi State, the two and the seven, they will play at, 7 p.m. on Sunday. Now, the Saturday games, they the winners play Monday night, the primetime game. The elimination game is Monday afternoon. The Sunday, same thing, elimination Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday night for the winner. And then, like, you know, you have teams that play Wednesday. Yeah, and and then, it gets kind of, then the schedule is kind of modeled after that. So rather okay. than the confusion, yeah, what you're saying is that the in two teams. weeks they'll be playing a best of three. The two teams from the brackets, right. it'll, they'll have a best of three that come out of each each side of the bracket, and then they'll be over okay. by July 1st. Right. And so basically what you're saying is, as uh, you know, I've always heard it said, to lose. so let's say Stanford beats NC State and Vanderbilt beats Arizona, then that would mean uh, Arizona and NC State would play an elimination game. That That's is correct. And then, yes. and then the winner of the Arizona-NC State elimination game would play the loser of Vanderbilt-Stanford. 
Okay. On, on Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of, okay. Yeah. All right. So that that's good. Okay. So there is, we got there is Chris some other college baseball news. Okay. Uh, LSU's coaching search is down to two apparently, from what I read today, and uh, one of them w- is a surprise to me. I don't know. I know Pierre is here, and I don't know if it's a surprise to you, Pierre. The names are Mike Bianco. And Cliff Godwin are the two candidates. Apparently, they're the final two at LSU. Yeah. Okay. And, and they, I think are, Bianco are they coaching in, and Bianco, are they coaching he, in college baseball now? They are. Bianco is the Ole Miss head coach. Um, so, and he's a he's a legend at Ole Miss. So I'm kind of surprised, but I think yeah. Bianco might have played there, and that might be the reason he would be in, that. You know, might be the one reason he would be interested in a job like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, also Jim Schlossnagel from TCU, been there 18 years, is going to Texas A&M. You know, after his elimination, he's going to go to Texas A&M, try to get there, get the program, get him going good. And Jose Cruz Jr. is trying to bring Rice back to power. Rice is always a baseball power, but they were struggling. Jose Cruz Jr. was played at Rice, played you know major leagues a little bit. He's never coached, but he you know he went to Omaha with he took Rice to Omaha, so he wants to come. They're going to bring him back. Okay, and Oklahoma won the softball tournament. They were the champions. Yeah, they beat Florida afternoon. State. It was pushed back a day because the rain. And if they hey that tournament played every every if necessary game that was that could have been played <laughs> was played. Oh man, yeah. And so they played it in Oklahoma City, cause, which is not far from uh, Norman. And, and so and Oklahoma, their... Oklahoma is usually there. They're, Oklahoma is kind of a dominant team in softball, and yep. so they've been they've been in playing in Oklahoma City, I think, for like almost twenty years now. And it's the fifth title in, uh, you know, I guess what are they? Their fifth title overall, and uh, three in the last four tournaments. I think is uh, the yes, way it works. Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the tournament began in '82, and David USF gave us some uh, statistics of multiple winners. There was a bunch that won one. UCLA has won 12. Saw these are women's softball, but don't forget UCLA 12, Arizona 8, Oklahoma 5. Arizona State and Florida uh, and uh, and Texas A and M with two, so those are the multiple winners. And there's a bunch with one, but so um, so that they have been. And, and this Arizona coach that retired last year or last week that we mentioned, um, he was probably all eight of those. Yes. So, so Sean, yeah. you had a story this week, and I had not didn't hear about it anywhere else. I'm sure they heard about it in Michigan. But tell us about the Michigan program, football program, and Bo Schembechler and uh, all this uh, stuff that went on. Oh that yeah, think is coming I, well, out now. I heard about this a lot on Thursday being discussed, and then you hadn't heard too much. But all right, there's an investigation that went back to 2018. The son, the adopted son of Bo Schembechler, apparently mentioned, uh, went to his dad and said the team doctor, Robert uh, Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, Robert Anderson. I'm sorry, I didn't have it in front of me. Oops. Did we lose Sean? Sean has left the building. I think his phone dropped on him. Chris. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had the last week when he was telling those stories. But the, maybe they don't want to hear those stories. No, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, but well, the long and short of it is. powerful man. Yes. <laughs> well, he, 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 is, no he is in the great beyond, so, I mean, he would be able to control a lot of things. But the long and the short of it is, the, is this guy said that he was abused and basically that Bo Schembechler overlooked you know, the situation is, is, is right. And his his paternal type thing. His his mother went to the AD and uh, wanted the AD wanted to, uh, 
you know, intervene and, and maybe talk to the doctor and investigate. And Schembeck was said, I'll have your job if you do it, you know. And, of course, he's more powerful than the athletic director at that yeah. point. So that was the end of it. So, yeah, basically a, a Joe Paterno kind of thing. Even yeah. worse because, you know, Paterno uh, it never came that far where people were telling him on record, telling him uh, that, it, that this was going on. You know, Paterno was saying, I didn't know. And, of course, he did. But, you know, yeah. uh, but now Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh is saying, they, you know, uh, if he'd known something, he would have done about it. You know, my old coach right, never Sean, 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 did, Sean, did Bo Beckler take you out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, all right, basically, I don't know what you know, but this Dr. Robert Anderson, he was a team doctor to 66 to 03. He was also the head of medicine at Michigan uh, forever. And Bo Schimbeckler's son went to him and said that he had molested him at the age of 10. Schimbeckler, he, he slapped him. He, yeah. he slapped him and... The mother went to the athletic director, and they tried to get him to fire this team doctor. Schimbeckler said no. The athletic director was not there. And what happened, apparently, a couple of years ago, another guy put out something, went to Michigan and said, I was molested in 1971, and they investigated. They found there were over 800 uh, reports of it. And even an announcer in the 1980s had heard about it and talked to the University of Michigan that this went on. But, of course, Shim Beckler died in 06. This doctor died in 08. Uh, Shim Beckler's natural son, natural uh, biological son, said if my dad knew about this, he would have uh, – he would have done something about it. And Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh said did, the same there, thing. But, yeah, right. Yeah, but other players said they had heard stories about people that were molested by this team doctor, and they were afraid to go to Shim Beckler because they heard about what happened with the son and I, yeah. other things. I but, wonder, and I'm not, I'm not obviously assuming anything because I wasn't there. I don't know, and ne- frankly, neither does anybody else except those who were there. But you wonder if people back from the Shim Beckler era, and in some ways the Paterno era, just this wasn't a thing in a lot of ways, and you wonder if that's why. Wait a minute, th- this this can't be going on. It, it's just not acceptable. You I wonder if that's the. You wonder if that's the coach's the, view. I would say more than Schimbeckler because this is in the sixties and seventies. Paterno, some of this stuff was coming out in the nineties and the two thousands. So I'd say more of that, and you know, but you also got to wonder, okay. Are these guys coming out trying to sue the university? This guy, but there's 800 accusations. That's what yeah. you know. Yeah. And most you know, of the people I, are dead. I, I wonder what's in the water in Michigan. You got this situation in Michigan, and of course you had the whole Nassar. Larry Nasser thing at Michigan yep. State. That's right. And you know what, so. Larry Nasser? That the NCA still has not ruled on Michigan State on anything, just like they have not ruled on Baylor. But this, a majority of the people involved in this, the athletic director, Shim Beckler, the doctor. Uh, the team, you know, the announcer in the 80s, I I'm not going to say, I, I don't know for a fact who it was, but I'm wondering if it was Bob Eufer. I don't know because he was the announcer back in the 80s, but I'm not. I'm not well, I can remember that. early 80s that, uh, what's his name, was doing, um, uh, uh, what's his name, that did the Tigers, too, was doing Michigan games. So I don't really know. Oh, no, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that's, so we don't know, but well, Larry Beckman, you hadn't heard Larry much. Frank, Frank it, it was a big Frank Beckman, yeah. yep. Yeah, it was we, be- we better get to, to some other stuff because Sean Bo might try to take you out again, and we don't want him to do that. Right. <laughs> oh my, no, yeah, that's right. And yeah. he may now get along with Woody Hayes where they are. It's <laughs> correct. Okay, so MLB standings as we move to regular baseball, and we got a lot to talk about. You know, not many items, but one big one that we will have to talk about right away after we do these standings and schedule. American League East: Tampa Bay, forty-three and twenty-four. Red Sox, forty and twenty-seven. Toronto, thirty-three and thirty-one. And uh, boy, they can hit. I'll tell you. 
you that. Uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've got to work on their pitching, but they've got young pitchers on the way up. They're going to be a good team down the road. Yankees yeah. 33 and 32, Baltimore 22 and 43. <clears throat> In the Central, the White Sox are 41 and 25, Cleveland 35 and 28. And what I hear, the Indians have a uh, pitching injury. The Bieber, I think, got hurt. Jane Bieber. Bieber. To the t- yes, he, he's on the 10 day injured list. Right, so that may uh, be a problem for the Indians. Kansas City, 30 and 35. Detroit, 27, 39. Minnesota, 26 and 40. In the West, the A's are at 41 and 27. Houston, 37 and 28. The Angels are 33 and 33. Seattle, 33 and 35. And Texas, 25 and 41. So right now, <clears throat> if you were to look at it, you uh, and again, we won't get into detail with these uh, wild card standings until another month or so. But uh, we'd have the uh, you know we have the three division winners are leaders are Tampa Bay, the White Sox, and the A's, and the wild cards would be the Red Sox and Houston. And I don't think even if it was at Fenway, the Red Sox would want a one game playoff with Houston. I just don't <laughs> no. think they'd like. That. And uh, I think the also, most shocking thing in the American League, and I mean you guys follow the American League closer than I do, but I think we would all agree the most shocking thing in the American League is how horrible the Twins are. Twins, yeah. 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 Well, the Yankees um, and the Twins. Yeah, yeah the Yankees, just, are, yeah. being yeah. as bad as they are. And uh, one other note for uh, for uh, just statistic-wise, on Sunday when the A's beat the uh, Kansas City Royals, Bob Melvin became the 35th manager in Major League history to win 1,300 games. So, okay. Uh, again, uh, this guy needs a contract extension. I, I don't know why people are waiting around. <laughs> he well, hasn't Chris, had the same uh, us... agent as Nate McMillan, has he? Well, I don't know. I don't know. You better give us those okay. nationally, Chris. Pierre and yeah. I are waiting to hear them. Yeah, I know you are. Okay, so the Mets, yeah. be a wait, be a wait Teresa, 33-25. and 25. Philadelphia has you know, gotten to 500 or 32-32. and 32. Atlanta, 30-33. and 33. Washington, 28-35. Miami, 29-37. and 37. In the Central, the Cubs are 38 and 28. The Brewers are 38 and 28. So while the Cubs are sweeping the Cardinals, the Brewers got to sweep the uh, Pirates, and then they both lost last night. That's what happened yeah. when you're tired. But obviously, the Cubs beating the Cardinals would be much. No, no disrespect, Jerry, but the Cubs beating the yeah. Cardinals is a lot better than the, the beating the Pirates. That's right. That's, That's right. right. So then the Reds are hanging in at 33 and 31. St. Louis, they passed St. Louis because after all, they swept the Cardinals. I guess the Cardinals have a lot of. We, we talked about one pitching injury, but they've got a lot of their starters injured, don't they, uh, Perry? Yeah, I think so. The Cardinals. They, they, they do. They have a few injuries, but you know yeah. what? I, I, the Cubs aren't going to be too sympathetic for them. The Cubs, no. I still believe, have, <laughs> if I counted correctly, they still have about 10 guys on the injured list. Yeah, but of course, if you have one category that's hit hard, that's where you get a newer problem. That's problems. correct. I think they have their top three starters are out. So the Cardinals are 33-33, and the Pirates 23-42. and 42. In the West, we have San Francisco, and uh, the, there's the surprise in the National League, 41-25. and 25. Dodgers yep. are at 40-26. and 26. San Diego's dropped back to 38-30. Colorado 26 and 41 and Arizona 20 and 47. So uh, just a little snapshot of the postseason right now. The, the leaders uh, of the divisions are the Mets, Cubs, and, uh, and uh, Milwaukee and the Giants. No, Mets, Cubs, division. and Giants. Yeah. Mets, well, the Mets, Cubs, 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 Milwaukee. Yeah. The Mets and the Giants. So what's happening? And then one of those would be the wild card. And then the, uh, San Diego has slid back so that the other one might get the other wild card. You could have a situation where you could still have two teams from the, you know, and you'd have the Dodgers in the first wild card. And then you'd yep. have uh, the second place in the uh, West. And then you'd have perhaps one of the central teams in there. Uh, you could have a situation similar to a couple of years ago. What the, They've had to play for the division title. And then the Cubs lost those two games. 
games. They lost to right. Milwaukee, and then they lost the wild card game. So you could have a situation like that, but way early for that stuff. Uh, so tonight's schedule we have at seven ten Baltimore Cleveland. Uh, oh, I'm reading. I jumped down. Seven oh five first Pittsburgh at Washington. Then I assume seven oh seven we have the Yankees at Toronto in Buffalo. That's correct. That is correct. Yep, seven seven ten Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, the Cubs are at the Mets at seven twenty. On the ESPN, the Red Sox are at the Braves at 720. 7-8-10, uh, we have Tampa Bay at the White Sox. Detroit at Kansas City. Texas at Houston. Cincinnati at Milwaukee. 8-15, we have Miami at St. Louis. 8-40, uh, San Diego at Colorado. 9-40, the Angels are at Oakland. 9-45, Arizona at San Francisco. 10-10, Minnesota at Seattle. And 10-10, also Philadelphia at the Dodgers. And, and so obviously, just to, obviously just a note with that Cubs-Mets that's on ESPN, Chris, remember, for those, if you turn it to ESPN and you get the game locally, like if you're in the Chicago market, which we are, or the Mets market, you don't get the ESPN broadcast. Right. You will get your local broadcast. So the elephant in the room for baseball this week, and it's been on, is this one way to get baseball in, in the discussion, you know, with hockey and basketball playoffs going on and training camps for the NFL, you know, the NFL, the mini camp. The one way to do it is to have a rules infraction in baseball, because that always gets everybody's attention. And so MLB came out with a, their memo, the long-awaited memo that they said was going to be out about five days before it kind of finally came out, and said that, Pitchers, if they are fined, or anybody else who, who aids a pitcher in getting illegal substances on the ball, will be suspended for 10 days They with pay. They will be yeah. paid. That's not um, a suspension. That's a vacation. That's, that's a va- correct. Yeah, I, was, I was saying in a message to our group earlier that if you got a little bit of a tired arm, hey, you want to put something on the ball so you can get a good start. But if you, if you, you, know, you just get a 10-day vacation, we'd keep you out of there anyway. You know? So, yeah, that's, that's not so no, bad. I, the only, the only bad thing about that, though, Chris, is they don't get to replace them on the roster. They would no, rather correct. be able to do that. Yeah. Now, the yeah, problem, well, of course, some of these teams are carrying 14 pitchers, so if they're carrying 12 yeah. or 13, they'll live. But the thing is that it also extends to if a catcher is helping a pitcher or some other player. So you could be down to one catcher. That wouldn't be too good. So that could be a vulnerability. But but the deal is, I was talking, listening to a different different people. Now, the Red Sox had a horrible week with starting pitching this week until last night. And basically, there the were tons of home runs. We'll talk about that later. A record was set at Fenway Park on Sunday. We'll talk about that. But the point is that, you know, you, you have people saying, I heard one place where there was an article that said the spin rates were lower for the Red Sox pitchers, which is what this does, causes the spin rates to go up when you use these foreign substances, especially the spider tack. That's the big one. But uh, then then I read an article that they were about the same. And then the, the uh, Tony Maserati on the Sports Hub was saying maybe what it is, they were trying so hard to get spin on the ball after they stopped using the stuff. They were putting it in the wrong place. Then they were playing Houston and Toronto. So Houston and Toronto are two of the best hitting teams in baseball. Yeah. So there is that. And Ivaldi came back okay and beat Toronto. Last, well, not beat Toronto, no. but won the game uh, and pitched very well last night. So, you know, it could just been one of those things where everybody just hit a bad, bad start in a row. And, and that, that's fine. But, I would think every team is doing it. I think it's going to affect every team to some degree. The question is, will the umpires enforce it? They're going to have to check the pitchers. They're supposed to check them, you know, when they come into the game uh, or when they, uh, after an inning or something like that. And uh, I don't know how this is all going to work. How are they going to do it? Where are they going to do it? How, what if they put something on their waistband? They're going to have to look in there. You know, that's going to be a little uh, well, intrusive. This, uh, the suspension and everything starts on June 21st, Chris. Correct. And I, Correct. I think this is a very weak penalty. Um, you know, because they're going to get paid during the suspension. Would you, really, Robert, would you like your strike to start on June 21st? 
No, no. All right, then. that's what you I, got. I, I understand where the, I understand why it's being done. And just yes, you know. I mean I'm, I I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. But you know the thing is, nobody pulled the hitters. Nobody. The pitchers are going to go through a little bit of trouble anyway. If the umpires are made to enforce this and will enforce this. Now, anytime anybody's enforcing anything, you always have a situation like selective enforcement and with police departments. Well, that's I know correct. him. He didn't do that. Or oh, yeah. this this guy has, looks like this. I'm going to enforce things. And, you know, we don't want to get into that. But we know what happens. So the right. umpire is going to say, hey, Joe, uh, Chris Sale and I have always gotten along, so it's not a problem, but uh, I don't really don't like Evaldi, so I'm going to look at him. I'm right. always worried about him. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know? Now, the, so, I, don't know. I, I agree with Robert that the penalty is weak, but here's where, yeah. like like I say, here's, the, here's where you, they, they get it. They certainly, if it would be like a position player or a catcher, they don't want to lose that roster spot. That's what isn't weak. Right. So it's more going to hurt the teams than the players. Correct. Yeah. So that will maybe help the teams really try to make sure that they're ship shape and they're not doing this stuff. I don't know. You know, we'll have to let some time go by and see how it turns out. But this is going to be now already. Supposedly, the batting average has gone up since people heard about this. Now, also the weather yeah. started to get hot. Has gone up about eight points for baseball. And two, I heard ten points in average and two percent in home runs. Yeah, that's correct. There you go. Big uh, now. Red Sox been helping out all they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but, I thought. Wait the, a minute. I thought though that uh, Pete Alonso says they don't want home runs because they don't want the batters to make money. Pete Alonso right. is not. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. of all, you know, yeah. then because of free agency and stuff like this, he, I don't know what his problem is. I mean, he's he's on the Mets. He's like a third year player. He's going to get his money down the road. I'm sure the Mets will sign him to some sort of an extension, uh, a la Bogarts, you know, to keep him for an extra couple of years, whatever yeah. they're going to do. So yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. It makes no sense i mean the pitchers are free agents too you know does he think yep. the only people in the league are hitters i know it looks yeah. like that the way they legislate the game but right. what i heard was was that if you actually look at the free agent classes like this year is supposedly you know at the end of this year is a great class of, of hitters and not pitchers and it's, it's a, a big, it it's a big class yeah. of shortstops yeah. rick big yeah. class of shortstops right so okay so getting back to regular baseball the good Chris Davis was designated with, well, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. designated for assignment by the Texas Rangers. I haven't heard that he's been picked up by anybody. Not he's yet. The former Oprah Day, as opposed to the other Chris Davis we were talking about last week that never plays anymore, and the Orioles are kind of happy about that. But they're uh, still paying him, so they're not happy about that. Two unvaccinated Cubs. It turns out that Anthony Rizzo and uh, Eric uh, Sogard are two guys that have come out and said they're not vaccinated. And Rick, I want to see if things, you have Chris that I okay, learned about. One of the things I learned about Rizzo, and I had forgotten this when he said it. Rizzo had at one point he had cancer, so I'm not sure what that would mean for his system. He didn't say anything about that in, in his his interview. Yeah. But obviously, if you have cancer, that would weaken your. Well, your system we have we have a friend who I know is vaccinated, and she has just gone through cancer, probably yeah. closer to than Anthony Rizzo, and it would be interesting to know uh, what. Uh, John Lester has done, and the next guy I'm going to mention, Jerry Remy, about vaccinations because, of course, these people have had cancer in their lives. But, uh, you know, basically, I know that our friend Diane did get vaccinated, so yeah. I'm not sure. If you're actually directly on the chemo drugs and stuff right now, I think that might be a problem. But if you're uh, because of, uh, you know, your immune system and all this other stuff, I think if you're not directly on them at the time, my guess, not being a doctor, but just thinking about it logically, I think that would be what you would say. So I, I don't, I don't know that John Lester... Um, well, I shouldn't say he had, but I know he was on the COVID list earlier this year. Yes, he was. 
that was probably before people were eligible in his age group because the, right. the Nationals were the team that got you know nailed there. That they were still needed. Oh, I'm speaking you know. of the Nationals. Uh, Max Scherzer is now on the uh, injured list. To, okay. with, with a groin inflammation, that sounds painful. Yeah, that sounds, yes. that sounds hockey-ish. Is what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Totally having that. So, Rick, I want to see if you've got a, 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 an update on this. On uh, Friday night, Jerry Remy had to leave the booth in the third inning. He was, had shortness of breath. Of course, he only has one lung left. He had lung cancer. He had one lung removed. He went to Mass General. He was there on Saturday feeling better. Uh, I know I heard last night he's still doing okay. Did he come home? And uh, they don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's – I don't think he has come home yet. They don't know when he's coming back. They, they keep saying he's doing real well because he's a, he's a four-time cancer survivor. So. Yeah. 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 So then he had, what, skin cancer? Or two or something, I think. I, I don't remember what else. Not to mention depression and yeah. Yeah, he did, and of course he had to deal with his uh, son uh, being son, uh, yeah. son committing murder too. Yeah. So he's had a really tough life. Uh, okay, uh, okay. So let's talk about Sunday. Red Sox <laughs> lost eighteen to four, and uh, Toronto hit eight home runs at Fenway Park, most allowed at Fenway by the Red Sox ever. Uh, the the games of seven, I do remember Baltimore on five seventeen sixty seven on Wednesday night. Frank Robinson was highly involved in that. Of course, the Red Sox went on to win the pennant, so you know they, <laughs> one bad game doesn't do anything. And the Yankees did it uh, on May thirtieth, Memorial Day of sixty one. They also hit seven. Now, um, and of course, they were the great. That when you talk about Yankee great teams, they'll say twenty seven, sixty one, and ninety eight. Those are the ones they talk about. And then, of course, that's a Mantle Mara team, and uh, they had bun- bunches of guys could hit home runs. So Toronto, uh, first uh, seven home, uh, they had eight. the eight home runs. They yeah. did uh, nine, uh, fourteen, eighty-seven. They had uh, had uh, did, did it against Baltimore, and then uh, they had eight on eight, on August tenth, August seventh of ten against Tampa Bay, and eight yesterday. So they've they've done it before. And then you already talked about the Pete Alonso ridiculous uh, yeah. comment. I think, you know, it's the, okay. And the, we also came to an anniversary, you know, it's not a, a round number, but the first interleague game was played on June 12th of 1997 when San Francisco played Texas. And I remember that was like a ESPN Thursday night special game and everything else. And I remember watching that and I was kind of rooting for Texas because after all the American league, we want the American. And then people got into a little discussion in our group about um, interleague baseball. Do people like it or not or what? Yeah, um, I, I yeah. still enjoy it. I still uh, enjoy it. Yeah, I do. Too. Uh, I do too. I, I enjoy, and I think uh, interleague play is going to be even more fair when, when, whenever we do have a new season, if the uh, National League winds up with right. universal yeah. DH, because yeah, you had people only, like David Ortiz that you couldn't find get in the game very easily and things like that. Yeah, I mean, one of the bad things about interleague play, unfortunately, for American League teams. Uh, you know, pitchers get hurt swinging the bat. Uh, yeah. They get hurt running the bases. You know, Stephen yep. Wright's a perfect example. You know, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, those are things you want to avoid. But other than that, I don't think there's a problem with interleague play. Yeah, we like it in Boston because I think the Red Sox have the best record of any team in interleague play. <laughs> yes, they start uh, well, the A's, the, A's, the, A's do quite, the A's do quite well with it as well. So. The Red Sox weren't very good. I think good sometimes well. it depends, Chris, on what teams you play to. You know, right. yeah. You, oh, yeah. Well, that's it. And, you know, and, yes. And if you don't have a real right, you know, the Red Sox kind of, you know, the Eastern teams, I don't, and we don't care too much about Miami and maybe Washington, but we, yeah, the Phillies, we can, hey, that's Philadelphia. You know, I don't like Philadelphia. And then Atlanta, of course, we're, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I, the Braves, I think the Braves in, in, here, in the Midwest, you know, when the Cubs will play like the Twins, and the Cardinals. White Sox and, you know, yeah. stuff like that, that's going to get a little interesting. Yeah. That's right. Jamal, okay, so. Jamal, you have a lot of baseball stuff that we have opened the door for you to cover. So, <laughs> right. yes, you get a lot 
lot of stuff, Jabal, that you can go on. Go ahead. Okay, now I'm on mute. There you go, Jamal. I have I have some items to bring up. Okay. Item number one about college baseball. The you were talking about the coach at Ole Miss going to LSU. Right. That's a, I mean, I understand the guy might play there, but that's a lateral move. It is. I mean, it, I mean, I could yeah. understand if if he had turned around some product program that was in the cellar and they wanted to go there. But why are you going to go make a lateral move? That you Any, know, from that, anywhere in the SEC to anywhere in the SEC is a lateral move because baseball dominates in that conference. Yes, I mean, baseball is the equivalent of football in that conference, just about. You know. And they could say the same thing for TCU and Texas A&M. That's a lateral move because TCU yeah. is a power in the Big Twelve, and A&M even. It, you know, I it, think Jamal with I mean, baseball. I think baseball, Jamal, in the SEC is even better than football top to bottom. The top yeah. in football is really good, but even the bottom in baseball is actually pretty good. Yeah, mm. I agree. Interesting. Now, yes. now talking about, let's talk about Major League Baseball. Okay. And I am I'm happy that the White Sox have maintained first place and have opened up a lead in spite of all the injuries that the White Sox have had. I Nick think Madden they're gonna run away with that division, Jamal. Just as going on his injury list, you still have Jimenez out. They they just uh granted him permission for baseball activity, so he's about another six to eight weeks away. And I just couldn't help but think. If these just think what a White Sox would be if everybody wanted healthy right now, right? They would. And they'd, did you hear Jamal the, today? They announced record. Did you hear they announced a Madrigal is done for the season? Yeah, that's why I just mentioned. Yeah, I just heard that while I was actually listening to the show. And as for the Cubs vaccination saga, I also heard that good old World Series, uh, World Series leader hero. Brother Jason Hayward is another one who is not vaccinated. Yet this guy had the Omega gall to to encourage people to get vaccinated. It's like you're telling people to get vaccinated, yet your butt is not vaccinated. Yeah. If I were Hoyer, I would I'd be like Santa Claus, making a list and checking it twice, naughty and nice about this. I'd be like, okay, these people don't want to get vaccinated. That's their choice. But guess what? Some of you might not be signed next year, or we might trade you, but well, unfortunately, you ain't yeah. for us. Unfortunately, well, they can, Jamal, they can't yeah. really do that. Well, they can. They, they can do it. Okay. It's not like what we were talking about earlier today. We had somebody talking in, in our group about, you know, they mm-hmm. should just, uh, you know, not suspend them and baseball should suspend right. them. You're not going to do that. Again, you've got right. a bad labor situation. You've got, yep. uh, you know, you've also, you don't want to get, none of these sports want to get into a political debate because you've got, you know, a third of the people won't ever get vaccinated. And right. so you don't want to get into a debate, debate about that. It's just the way it is because of this. And Jamal, they would love to trade Jason Hayward's contract, but nobody will take yes. it. Right. No, nobody so will. Like, I know now, what happens is, what, what we talked about last week, though, Jamal, remember, we are talking about in the mm-hmm. NFL context. We were saying that there's a bunch of NFLers that aren't, uh, you know, vaccinated yet. And, you know, if you've got a va- if you got five, you know, you're going to keep five wide receivers, you got six, and one of them's not vaccinated, who are you going to cut at the end of training yeah. camp unless he's a star? You know, so there's ways well, to do these things. But you that's have what to- I'm saying. Yeah, there is. But that doesn't mean that you can come out and just do it. It has to be done, well, as, as the Wicked Witches of the West said, very delicately. And it has to be done, <laughs> done later on, right. you know. You can't yeah, do it while now, people are thinking about why you did it, you know. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, keep in mind, I, did, I never said that they should flat out blatantly admit it. They should just casually do it, you know. You <laughs> a free agent yeah. here. Okay. You, he wants a lot of money. Okay. He doesn't want to eat this to the conspiracy. Maybe we don't want to sign him. Yeah. 
You got a yeah. you got a guy who's who we can structure a deal salary wise, maybe we'll ship the guy out. You know, stuff like that. But just but just uh get a way to drop a hint without being yeah, no, obvious. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But you know, uh, I just wanna say you guys none of these sports can get into like really mandating. Some employers will be able to, hospitals will be able to. I think that's gonna pass mm-hmm. in court, you know, and so forth. But when you're talking mm-hmm. about a sport like this, I well, don't think you're gonna be able to do it. Yeah, because you have the hospital, like the Houston Methodist, yeah, they were right. allowed, they had court ruled in their favor. So far, yeah. They really well, got yeah to the so Supreme far, court. yep. Now, now, also about this uh, banned substance deal in right. uh, baseball with the pitchers. Now, okay, I can understand, as I mentioned Friday, I can understand baseball doing that, but at the same time, my problem is for, year, I mean, for years and decades, you had pitchers doing this stuff and yet they were essentially quasi getting away with it just like Gaylord Perry the man's in the Hall of Fame but yet and still you had the purist who let a guy like Gaylord Perry in the Hall of Fame but yet will cry about uh, not not just him he's another story but we'll cry about the evil steroid guys. Right, and in the okay. case of McGuire, creatine, he was taking creatine, which at the time was legal. But all that one being thing, said, one thing I mentioned. Be, okay, uh, one thing I mentioned to sure. Jamal before the show. There, uh, I think, or at the beginning of the show, I can't remember that uh, Lou Merloni was on today on on EEI and talking about the the fact that you know rosin and sunscreen have been used by mm-hmm. you know people who sweat a lot or whatever yeah. uh, just to keep the ball and that you know that that does not increase the spin rate. So if you're trying to get get it get the spin rate uh, nailed down, the spider attack is definitely out you know and certain other things. But something like that, he was saying, should be legal because they've been doing it right along. You also get the argument that the batters are allowed to use pine tar for the grip, and this spider attack is supposed to be to help the pitchers with a grip. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, but spider oh, attack is the, ridiculous. It, uh, you can hardly uh, move your hand when you when you grip something with it. You know. Oh, pine tar. Pine tar. There's been plenty of scandals down yeah. through the years about pine yeah, tar, such Brett. as uh, George, George Brett. Brett, Albert Bell, Sammy Sosa, down through the years about about how pine tar is. You know, I mean. If you're going to outlaw illegal substance, fine. But then again, like baseball, this is sport that just can't stay its own way for 10 no, seconds. I don't know how this no. will fail, but it will. That's all I can <laughs> I mean, tell you. I mean, they'll find a way to – they'll mess up a one-car funeral. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess we can go on to the NBA then. Yes, yeah. Okay. And before we get to the class, let me get to – it just came down about three hours ago. Uh, involving the NBA and the Olympics, as I teased earlier. Uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James are not on the team because they're setting out because of injuries, So, uh, which basically means, oh, we're done with our playoffs and we, we don't want to interrupt our offseason. Damian Lillard and Draymond Green have been added to the U.S. Olympic team. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the NBA, and things are getting interesting. Now, remember, <clears throat> first round, the East was boring, and the West, uh, you know, well, now we've got some good series. We've got three of them that are good, and we've got one that's over. So <clears throat> in the East, Philadelphia and Atlanta are tied two games apiece. Brooklyn and Milwaukee are tied two games apiece. 
And uh, then we have Utah and the Clippers are tied two games apiece. But uh, Phoenix beat Denver four to nothing, and that was the end of it for Denver. So Denver ended up with a dismal end of their play. You know, we were talking, about, hey, Denver, we're not even thinking about them. Two playoff sports, yeah. you know, they're going to, they lost those four hockey games in a row, and they lost those four basketball games in a row, and that took care of Denver. So yeah. now they just <laughs> have that. And the Rockies are horrible. So uh, we'll see what they got to wait for Bronco time. We'll see how that goes yeah. with, uh, you know, uh, Bridgewater. And if, Brooklyn, if Brooklyn does not win tonight, they will not win two games, a game six and game seven, because no, because you know, uh, they, they, they announced today that Kyrie Irving will miss the rest of the series, and of course, we don't know okay. if James Harden will be back. So then, yeah, the they're definitely done. Then they're def- I mean, they're definitely done. If they do not get a win tonight, there's no way they can win two out of three games. Big Baby Davis pointed out that uh, he had stepped, used the same foot to stomp on Lucky the Leprechaun after they uh, beat the Celtics in Game Four. Oh, really? And uh, he he. <laughs> He uh, thought that that was karma, and he said it in a lot of weird ways. And, you know, Big yeah. Baby's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah. he uh, did say that he's a Celtic of all time. Uh, all the, An all-time Celtic, he said, or a Celtic for all time, even though he played like three other places yeah. or whatever. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But anyway, so he – The ghost of Red Arbor. The ghost yeah. of Red Arbor back got him. Yeah. And, uh, no, but, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, they only played together eight eight games during the season, <laughs> yeah. you know, the three of them. And yeah. they played five against the Celtics. So, you know, what, can <laughs> you t- what can I tell you? And yeah. seven in the playoffs. So, there you go. But yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty bad for them. So the schedule, you know, we've got that game tonight, Milwaukee at Brooklyn, 730, uh, 830, I'm sorry, 830, it says here. Yeah. And then Wednesday, Atlanta is at Philadelphia, and apparently Joel Embiid is kind of hurt. Yeah, now, one of the hurt. things, yeah, one of the things they were talking about with him is they were saying, okay, well, he's out there. If, you, if he's well enough to be out there, how come he never even got to the foul line and never scored in the second half? So I don't know how healthy he really is. So right. they're tied, uh, you know, and that's 730 tomorrow night, and the Clippers and Utah at 10, and uh, I think uh, is, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Mike Connolly is hurt for uh, Utah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes with him. So, I don't know, we could have uh, uh, some unusual uh, uh, people in the finals, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and in those three, yeah, and in those three series, uh, Milwaukee-Brooklyn will play again Thursday. Right. And they'll play again, yeah, they'll play Thursday, and then Atlanta-Philly and Clippers-Utah will play Friday. For There right. will be a game six, because they're That's not right. And so, one other, and one other okay. thing I heard in the NBA, and Sean, you may know more about this than I do. I heard that uh, uh, Portland would like to interview Becky Hammond, but of course, uh, we all think that Becky Hammond will be the successor to Greg Popovich. Have you heard anything about her being interviewed? I in have Portland? not heard anything. I know they'd like to interview her, but I don't. I haven't heard anything about whether she is going to take it or. Not, or I don't know. Because well, apparently, uh, according to what I'm hearing, she's one of their top candidates that they would like to give the job to. So, Well, we'll see. You know, And, of course, they're all looking from the same list. So Indiana is now on the list. They fired Nate uh, Bjorkman. And yep. uh, he, he, he uh, so now you the York are in, okay. okay. You, have, uh, you have Portland, Indiana, the Celtics, and Orlando on the definite list, and perhaps Washington. And yeah, we should add San Antonio because Popovich has to resign, leave in order to give Becky the job, so he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. So, and will Atlanta, you know, sign uh, Nate McMillan? Yeah, so we'll he, about he, that. There's, there's another one that needs a contract, <laughs> you know? That's right. <laughs> okay. So we, uh, let's see. And this, this year, the finals are going to be, because uh, David USF gave us uh, some NBA calendar information. Finals will be running from July 8th uh, through July 22nd. 
So and uh, so the draft is going to then be on July 29th, yeah. and then uh, free agency. He forgot to mention, but that will be. I heard later was going to be on August 2nd. So that will, we'll have a big show August 3rd. We'll have and, a bunch and, of stuff uh, to talk and about that. And the uh, draft lottery for the NBA will be next Tuesday, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, on the uh, 28th of uh, September, training camp start. Uh, the season will start on October 19th. The playoffs will start on uh, May, uh, April 16th of next year. And I, I don't know. I haven't heard. Is the play-in uh, going to be part of it, or do we know yet? Uh, uh, not know. officially, but I have a feeling it, it will. I, I think they're going to figure out a way to have that every year, Chris. I think Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then the finals will be starting uh, on June 2nd, and it will end on June 19th at the latest, and the draft on June 23rd. So we'll be back to basically a regular uh, yes. NBA calendar. One of the earliest starts, I know the earliest I can remember was the 63-64 season when the Celtics started on May. No, the, Bull- the Celtics started the next day, but the Bullets played a game against somebody, and that was the first game of the Baltimore Bullets, and I heard it on the radio on uh, October 16th of 63. So that's uh, an early start, but, of course, in the old days, uh, there was the playoffs weren't as long, so right. You no, know, there you go. So um, and then uh, let's see, we got the uh, NHL stuff, and let me grab that. And in the playoffs in the NHL, uh, we have uh, Tampa Bay beat ended up beating Carolina four games to one. The Islanders beat the Bruins four games to two. In Montreal, we they'd already done it, had swept uh, Winnipeg four to nothing, and then uh, Vegas Golden Knights beat Colorado four games to two. So then uh, on Sunday, we had the Islanders beat Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay loses the first game of these series all the time. They did it to the Bruins twice, if I remember. So uh, don't get excited. But uh, the Islanders did did beat Tampa Bay uh, on Sunday in Tampa. And so they're up one nothing. And Vegas Golden Knights uh, beat Montreal 4-1 last night to take a one nothing lead. And so the games that are scheduled so far uh, tonight, we have the Islanders at Tampa Bay, and that's at 8 o'clock. And then tomorrow night, Montreal at the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's 9 o'clock. So, so the number one seeds in these four divisions were no one four. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. So and, all, also, and also Gerard Glunt uh, has got the job as the brand-new head coach yeah. of the Rangers. So, And, and he, he definitely deserves it because he did such a good job in Las Vegas. So, And they're going every other day through game four, you know, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like here tomorrow. And Thursday, right. Friday, yeah, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, right. yeah, like yep. that. Okay, now David USF also came up with, uh, oh, and they won't be on NBC this weekend because they'll be busy with golf, won't they? Yeah. Um, okay, there, there have been some teams that have come back from six-goal six losses in um, in the first game, and uh, Colorado uh, did it uh, this year, uh, you know, beat Vegas. Vegas did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vegas did it, but it was 7-1 to one in Colorado. St. Louis beat Vancouver by six in 89, and then Vancouver won the series. The uh, Celtics lost. Uh, the Bruins lost to Buffalo in uh, by six in '89, and the Bruins came back to win that. But in '75, and I didn't remember this, Rick, the Bruins lost by uh, one by six in the first game of that best two out of three against the Blackhawks. Really? <laughs> they ended up losing that game yeah, in yeah. Chicago, and then came back here and lost. So that was that was uh, something that I sure didn't remember. Yeah. And let's see uh, what else we got. Oh, and Montreal can play at the Bell Center. Uh, we went on and yeah. on. One of our best, our favorite speculation things is what the Canadian teams were going to do. Yeah. Well, they can just play yeah. at home. I guess they just uh, asked the government, and they were able to get a waiver to just have uh, Vegas go up there and play and, and uh, for the finals if they're in it. So uh, no isolation. They can just uh, travel in there and uh, no uh, idea. There's rumors about uh, non-essential traveling opening between the United States and Canada, but we don't know anything about that. And uh, let's see. 
And I think, uh, let's see, anything else for hockey? I think we're done with I that. Think, I think and, okay. and then um, the only other thing for the NFL is uh, uh, Peyton Manning will be inducted into the uh, Denver Hall of Fame on Halloween uh, against the uh, Washington team. And, uh, the Ring of Fame, I think they call the it. Ring of Fame. Yeah, it's the okay. Ring of Fame, yeah. Ring of Fame. So it'll and, be a scary situation for Washington, yeah. yeah okay. And then uh, he's already in the Colts Hall of Fame. He got in there in 2017, and he's going to go in the NFL Hall of Fame on August 8th. So I think that's yeah. it for the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is still out. Any other NFL stuff? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still He was on a conference call today with setting up that golf tournament with he and he and uh, DeChambeau against Brady and Kefka. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they yeah. were on they were on a conference. Mickelson. That's right. Yeah. So they're on they're on a conference call today, and um, and Rogers happened to be wearing a shirt that said, um, "I'm offended." So yeah. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, Brady was ribbing him pretty good about the. Um, he was telling uh, DeChambeau that he, he's glad he was teaming up with him because he needs somebody with him that can make him take some chances and go for it and not play it safe like he does yeah. sometimes in football games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh, Roger boy. says, you know, well, that's not always my choice. <laughs> yeah. You know you know what, though? If I yeah. were, if I had all the money that he has, you can offend me all you want. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess that's it. So I guess we can start into our poll question. Yes, and the poll question, which you can dial in. Download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. Enter code 287-723-4600 pound key twice. Uh, poll question, favorite father and son combinations in sports? And, you know, it can be in the same sport. I'll even let you throw in broadcasters, father and son broadcast combination. I'll let you throw them in if you want to. Okay. okay. Coaches, so players, yeah. father-son coaching, father-son playing, broadcasting, you know, hey. Whatever. Okay. All right. So for me, um, I remember we used to have a cool thing here, and maybe other teams probably did it too, but they probably they stopped it, I don't know, somewhere in the 70s. Oh, I you're going to steal that. mine again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. So here we go. This is about the father-son game, and if they yeah. could, they would play it on Father's Day. They play at the nearest Sunday to Father's Day at Fenway Park. And I remember we had certain kids we got used to seeing out there with their fathers. And two, Frank Malzone, of course, was our third baseman. You had Jimmy and Paul Malzone. They were always out there playing with their father. And, uh, of course, Mike Yastrzemski was out there playing with his son. And now his son is playing for the San Francisco Giants. But I remember I, I went to the game in 69. It was one of these times when the A's, and actually you'll remember that series, uh, Robert, when the A's came in here in June and beat the Red Sox on Saturday 21-7. to on Sunday, thirteen to five, and Reggie Jackson had a great series. And I was at the Sunday game with my brother and a couple of his kids. And we were sitting there, and Mike Yastrzemski was banging the ball around. He's like twelve years old, and he said, "Boy, that kid, Bobby's my brother." Bob says, "Oh, he can really hit. You know, he's pretty good." So now his son is playing uh, for the Giants. That's pretty cool. So I'm kind of have a, spot, a soft spot for. It. And it's kind of cool when John Miller is in there. It's a two and one on yes. You know, kind of <laughs> yeah. nice to hear like he used to do when he was here. And then um, as far as the media here, you know, of course we have uh, Will and. Sean McDonough. And of course, uh, you know, Will was, you know, he, he was always kind of, you know, you'd think it was a real pain in the neck. He had a great sense of humor. If you actually got to listen to him do like a talk show or something like that, he always seemed like he was, you know, getting after everybody. Sean's a little more mellow and a lot more fun than Will was. But Will, you know, he fought his way up through South Boston, you know, became an NFL writer, uh, was, of course, an NFL, for one of the originals uh, with the Patriots and started covering him right from the start and everything. And of course, everybody knows about him uh, being on NBC with that great crew they had, uh, you know, for their pregame shows that we talked Yo, about. Yeah, 
a modern yeah, shot. And he yeah. died. Yeah. When, when, I, I don't remember what year he died, but I know it was right in the middle of the football season. That was really sad. Yeah. And, but Sean, Sean, of course, has had a great career, you know, doing two World Series when he was under 30 years old, and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. Now is sometimes involved in the Red Sox radio broadcast many years on Nesson doing the games and, you know, does a great job in uh, college football. Did the NFL. They didn't like it because he was too honest. And, and, ba- and he does like a good bat with basketball, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, very good with Bill Raftery and all that and basketball. So, yeah, so those are my fathers and sons. And I know. Go ahead, Rick. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing left. <laughs> I, I was going to mention your strength. You do, and actually, hold, hold on, Rick, just a second. Hold, hold on, just a second. Anybody. Gene, I do see your hand. We'll go around the panel, and then you'll be first when, when we get done going around the panel. So you'll be first after that. Okay, I was going to mention your Strumsky, even though he's a grandson. I I was going to ask you guys, because I remember last year or the year before hearing a lot about the grandson, but I haven't heard much about him lately. I didn't know if he's doing anything. He just just came off of the uh, injured list, I think, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then, like Chris was saying, the father's guys. I remember Jimmy Malzo when he was like three years old running around the bases. It was, it was a great time. <laughs> and the only other one I can really think of is, well, I was looking. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but we were getting very close to Frank Gore and his son playing both in the NFL at the same oh. time. If, if Gore is going to play well, this year, I don't know if he is or not. But, uh, I haven't heard about him yeah. signing anywhere, and he hasn't yeah. made no, an official yeah. He hasn't made an official retirement announcement, so we'll see. Yeah, and the only other thing is just we've mentioned it before, but I, and, and I wasn't a big Cody Howe fan, but just seeing him play with his kids was was that's something. right. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. cool. Mark and Marty. Yeah. Yep, that's about all I have. Okay, good. Harry, Harry? hold on just a second, guys. We may have some news. Okay. Tyler Glass now of the Rays is on the injury list. He he points to the substance rule that he had to start doing something different. So that might tell you that he might have been using something. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm I'm just saying this is going to be this is going to be the thing. And and they're saying it's you know it's muscle strains and this is what sometimes leads to Tommy John. So uh, he's going to be out for a while. I think. Yeah. So, Let's see if I uh, to mention that one before. Chris, you stole some from Rick. Let's see if I can steal some from Bill because I'm okay. sure Bill will have some <laughs> of the same ones that I thought of. But in baseball, of course, you have the Bells, you know, with yep. uh, oh, yeah. David Bell, of course, with the Reds and, and that whole family and the, the Boons, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in uh, broadcasters, who could forget the three generations, Harry, Skip, and Chip Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Jack and Joe Buck, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- those are some good ones um, here in the yep. middle of the country. Well, uh, Bill, stop. Did, I bl- did I blow up your segment, Bill? Yeah, yeah, you did. I was getting ready to um, <laughs> getting ready to throw you off, real, real quick. Here. <laughs> it was going to happen soon. But well, you... I think I think next time, Rick, we have a, a poll question. I think we need to mute Chris until you can go first. What do you think of that? Right. And we, I we, need need, to... we need a random drawing of who goes there first. There you go. Go ahead, Bill. Lottery. <laughs> Ping pong ball. Yeah. Right. And, and I'll talk quick, but because uh, since you only left me a few, we're going to remember <laughs> Marty and Tom Brenneman. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah. Even though Tom's a little on hard times right now, but yeah. that'll change. You you hear the stories like you do with Bo Schimbeckler and all those kind of things and whatever and what what Tom said was mild compared to all oh, of yeah. that. And, and, I, and and you know, Bill, I still think in a lot of ways, and I'm not excusing in any way what he me, said. He probably realizes it was wrong. I think somebody got him. Oh, he got set up, yeah. but that's yeah. beside the point. But I think he did. The other one, of course. 
uh, we Pete Rose and his son, but Tony Perez and his son. Oh, that's right. So uh, I, right. I better at least. Dude, nobody mentioned a, the Griffies yet, uh, Bill. Yeah, no. getting ready to. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, you got we got Tony Perez, and of course Eduardo works for ESPN, and he's on Exit. Uh, he's a believe it or not. If you don't listen to the morning show on the Baseball Channel, that is actually a good show where you have Steve Phillips, and he rotates between Eduardo Perez and CJ Nikowski. That's a pretty good show. And he's a good announcer, too. He's a good broadcaster. Yes. Oh, yeah, but those afternoon guys got to go. I would agree. Right. But, but yeah, the Griffies, especially, um, were real good. But Tony and his son, yeah. And, and of course, it was Jim Bowden, you know, that brought uh, Ken Ken Griffey Jr. back to play with his dad. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That was quite a story when that happened, and you it know, just never just worked out. Just a real quick Bowden story. He said they were talking about GMs that are on the hot seat, and he said, you know, everybody yells at Marge shot for a lot of things, and he said some of it earned, some of it maybe not. But he said, I'll tell you one thing. He said she did something that he said I will always appreciate. He said everybody was talking, you know, I forget what year it was. You got to get rid of this guy. He's not any good and, and this and this and this. And he said, she called me in the office and she said, you know what? She said, I'm giving you the resources. You got one year to win. And he said, we won the next year. But he said, you you appreciate the honesty that at least she had the, the courage to tell me you got to win yeah. next year. Yeah. yeah. Right. But she'll go, she'll go down. I thought her comment, and I'll say this real quick. That she made about Eric Davis was far worse than Tom, anything Tom Brenneman could have ever said. Yeah, that was a- absolutely. That and was I mean, she said a lot of things throw. that were offensive and all right. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she but did. You saw how hard it was to throw an owner out. That Donald Sterling thing took a long time yeah. to get yep. done, and yep. and also for, uh, everything changed in about 2020. You know, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just a lot different than it was in 1990. All right, let's give it to to Robert. 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 That would be me, and uh, yeah, I was I was definitely going to mention the Griffies. Uh, that's something that I you know, you're not going to see too much of. And in broadcasters, uh, you got to mention Marv and Kenny and Al and Steve. The well, happy birthday! Happy birthday you to Marv! You just had his 80th birthday. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, though, um, you got to so mention that's those brothers and, uh, and but but uh, and uh, Steve is yeah, well, Marv and Kenny are the father and son. Marv and yeah, Kenny are the father uh, and son, but Al and oh, Steve okay. are brothers. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, okay, but yeah, but anyway, that you know, uh, people like that, so. And uh, for uh, you got him, and of course Gordy Howe playing with his sons. They, uh, that's uh, that's something will always be memorable. And so those are just a few of mine. Sean, go ahead with yours. Well, I'm surprised nobody brought up the Ripkins. Oh yeah, well, that's true. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, that, yeah, that's Cal right. Ripken, Cal Ripken Jr. and Billy Ripken. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And okay. and Cal, uh, I, I forget whether Cal Senior managed uh, both of his sons or just he, Cal did, he did. He did. Yeah, he did manage both of his sons. Yeah, he, yeah, and that has never been done. And of course, you, know, you think of other other broadcasters like Harry and Todd Callis. Yep. Of them, uh, that right. good. Which Todd sounds a lot like his dad doing with yeah, Jasper. You know. By the uh, way, speaking of broadcasters, I, I got to bring up. I, He's not in the major leagues yet, but the other day um, I listened to, obviously, as you know, we have the Iowa Cubs here. So I listened to minor league baseball quite a bit, and I listened to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Oh, yeah. And the voice of Lehigh Valley is Pat McCarthy. Pat McCarthy is the son of... 
Tom McCarthy. Well, cool. he, and, he got I, and he got Iron Eagle and his son. That's uh, right. Noah. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Noah. And they're, in football, I'm gonna. Br- I could bring up one, but I bet Pierre might want to bring up a certain family. And his, and his so hand I is might, his hand is up. Yeah. I'm gonna let him bring that family up, but a couple others that I was thinking of. You look at NASCAR, uh, the the Earnhardts, and right. then you look at. Uh, Bill and Chase Elliott. Yeah. You know, Bill and Chase Elliott and Richard and Kyle Petty. Right. And then, of course, in Indy, you have the two different, you know, Al, the Bobby Unser, Bobby Unser Jr., Al Unser, Al Unser Jr., you know, I mean, yep. Yep. all those families, and you, know, think, you think of those guys. So, mm-hmm. and NBA, I mean, Del Curry was a decent player, and he had yeah. his sons, Seth yep. and Steph, you know, but, uh, yeah. Seth yep. in the playoffs further than Steph, but hey, he did. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let us get, uh, let us go hands. to Gina, and then Pierre, you will be up after Gina. Yep. Okay. So Gina, can welcome aboard. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we yes. can. Yes. You guys stole all mine. You are so mean. <laughs> well, you uh, them again. Why, that's why we yeah. let the callers go last because we want all the good. <laughs> I knew there was an ulterior motive there. <laughs> well, the, the the two I had, and maybe even three, are. Um, Ken Kirby Jr. and Sr., I remember a year when they were together on the Mariners, I think. Yep. I think you're right. They played together on the Mariners. Yep, they did. Yep. And um, the other two I had were Bill and Chase Elliott, the NASCAR father and son. Uh But don't forget. I always thought of that because I want that SRX that was on this last weekend when Bill was in it. So that's the only reason I thought of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But don't forget um, uh, Mario Andretti. Uh, I think there was a Michael Andretti. And yes. Michael, yeah. And yeah. Um, what was it Marco? There was Marco, Marco, yeah. yeah. Marco and Michael, 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 I think. Yeah. See, Michael's yeah. son, I believe. Yeah. 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 There's Mario and Michael and Marco. Yeah. 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 Gina, anything else, you, anything else you want to comment on real quick while, while, you're, while you're here? Anything else you want to talk about other than that? You, you, can, you can still do that if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still Kyle do. Larson sure seems to be hot on NASCAR. He's oh, yeah. winning right yeah. and left. He yeah, the whole game. With him and Chase and Elliott I, just dominating. Yeah. yeah. And then I think um, Kyle Bush won the Xfinity race on Saturday. I guess yeah. if you want to win in NASCAR, you got to change your name to Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you're, and, you know, to be fair, Gina, your Mariners are not doing horrible out there. I mean, no, not, they're hanging in. Not there. great, oh. but they're hanging around. I think I know the real reason Tim Ani wasn't there this morning because he knew he'd hear from me if the Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pierre. All right. Thanks. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, for Robert, uh, I heard a news story <laughs> today that that said Jeff uh, Gordon is stepping down from the Fox booth to take a position at Hendricks. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's going to be sad for Fox because he's been very good in the booth. Right, and then I also heard that one of y'all was talking about the answers. One of the answer boys died. Yeah, we got we got yeah. that tonight on yep, the we'll on, get the, to on our list. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, Bobby Jr. Uh, and uh, for Perry, we had two on with no outs and didn't get anything. So, oh jeez. <laughs> so, so Pierre, what do you, what do you think? Real quick, what do you think about this LSU thing? It, that would, with Bianco, that would be lateral, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Is yeah. would do you think that it would be because he played there? Yeah, right. Because otherwise, I don't know why you would leave somewhere where he's a legend. Yeah, exactly. 
But well, boy, then, oh, it, I think, oh, go ahead, Pierre. I, I, so, Pierre, did you have? Do you know what it was that? I think I got uh, Sean's vibe. I think I just came up with it. But uh, yeah, let's see if you get what Sean yeah. was driving at. Oh yeah, he, I, I got it. I got it. But yeah. uh, uh, oh. okay, it's oh. the Manning family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, Archie and and all of his sons, <laughs> and and then now now they've got uh, uh, now they've got uh, uh, Arch, Arch Manning. Manning. Yeah, Cooper, was, uh, oh, yeah. Cooper's son is had a if you, you know, and if you believe what you've had... always heard, they thought that coming out of you know out of high school and whatever, I always heard that they thought Cooper, Cooper might have been better than Art than uh, Peyton or Eli. Right. Yeah, that's he had a serious thing. injury. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what both Peyton and yeah. Eli have said. Yeah. And his son and Arch visited Texas this, because you know you can do on campus visits now. He visited Texas this weekend. Arch did. Yeah, he's okay. just a year in high school, but he's the number one quarterback in the United States right now. Yeah, he everybody, is. Everybody Where is he? Is, is, is he in Louisiana, Pierre? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. in Newman High okay. School. Have we, but, Pierre, okay. have you heard what he might, where he might be looking? Well, he's visited Texas. He's visited Clemson. He's visited LSU. That's the three that okay. I know of right now. All right. So and and I think Archie should have stayed in the broadcast booth. I know he wanted to walk, go watch Eli and and oh, yeah. Peyton and all that, but he was very good with the Saints when I used to listen to him oh, and Jim yeah. Henderson, and uh, right. he was excellent. So right. he could have could have made some money in the broadcast booth. And now the way they hire quarterbacks, they would have let him take weeks off and go do this or that and come back. And you know the, the quarterbacks, or he could have done the Monday night games and uh, still gone and seeing the kid play. And uh, and I how much how how good is it for ratings if he he'd been in the booth when the Eli or uh, Peyton were playing and he was yeah. broadcasting? Right. And, and we still, I'm, Pierre, have we heard who the the uh, Saints announcer is going to be this year? No, nothing yet. Okay, they've got to make I'm, a decision I'm, soon. I would <laughs> think. I told Teresa a while ago her favorite uh, father and son was Barry and Bobby Bond, and she oh, yeah? had to pick my, yeah. I picked myself up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bet though, Pierre, after the after last night and to start tonight, she's probably in a good mood so far. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, and then my my second father and son is Press and Pete Meredith. Oh, oh yeah, right. Press was his coach. That's right. Yeah. Right, exactly at LSU, he coached. Him. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Anybody the else with hand. their hands up? We do not have. Um, we do too. Jamal. Okay. Jamal, go ahead and unmute. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't you guys, keep your hands up, you get death. Yeah. You know. That's like ahead, the way it works. <laughs> well, well, you guys stole a lot of mine, but I'll name name a lot of mine. Nevertheless. Okay. On the baseball, on the major league baseball side, you got the Griffies. Yep. Right. You got uh, you got the cruises. Oh yeah. Let's see. You, you got the Griffies. You got the cruises on the uh, baseball side. There was one more I was going to mention the on the Vlad on the, Guerre- the Guerreros. Vlad Guerrero oh, Senior. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the Guerreros and the Tatises. There you go. Yeah, Fernando, both Fernandos. And you know how about the, the sun wasn't the that was, the sun wasn't that great? But how about the Gwyns? Yeah, yeah, and and, the, and the Bouchette and the and the Bouchettes, Dante <laughs> Bouchette and his kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we, we were dealing got, with Bo all weekend over here. And, yeah. uh, and uh, the BGOs, BGOs, Well, it's all right. sons, you know. It's it's quite a Father's Day for the Blue Jays when that comes yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And, and and on the on the broadcaster side, of course, you got you, you mentioned other people like uh, 
the Bucks, Brennamans, Carries. Yeah. Uh, those three really stood out. And on the and on the NFL side, I mean, who could forget the uh, Mannings? Yeah. Who could right. forget uh, somebody? Who could forget uh, some of the other? Uh, I had another. You might have forgotten them all. Yeah. Yeah. All over and Andrew Luck. And I came I, up with oh, another one, Joe Castiglione and Duke Castiglione, because Duke Castiglione is at least a reporter, if not an anchor, for Channel 5 oh, Sports now. He's yeah, in New York, and, and now he's come up to Channel 5. And on the NBA side, you have the Coopers. Michael Cooper. Uh, uh, is, yeah, Michael Cooper. You have... Uh, oh, not Michael, Cooper, yeah. not, Michael, not Michael Cooper. Uh, what am I saying? Michael Thompson and Clay Thompson. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. uh, and uh, Trace Thompson is in the minor leagues. Yep. So, he, yes, he is, yes, he is because he plays here. Yeah. Right. You, you had you had the Thompsons, and of course you have uh, the Currys. Yeah. Dale Curry was Dale Curry was a solid player, but he wasn't yes, he was. anything yeah, super he was special. But, yeah, but but I mean, but I mean. His bloodline created two sons. Two sons who were hell of a shooters, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, you have a lot of uh, father a lot son of, a lot of combination. Yep, and yep. I probably think of, I probably think of some after I hang up. That's a scary thing about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one I just thought of father. If you go father daughter in broadcasting, Kevin Harlan and Olivia Harlan Decker. Remember, she did the sideline reporting with him for one game. And she, oh yeah. She does yeah. a lot for Westwood One and Fox other games. And yeah, mm-hmm. those, yeah. we have okay. a new we have a new hand that is up. Let's uh, bring in Bob. He wants to to get in on okay. this conversation. Right. So Bob, right. come on in. A couple of broadcasters in uh, here in Michigan. We had Bob and Warren Reynolds. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, in Iowa, I think we have Bob and Rob Brooks. That is correct. And, or, and then uh, you have Ron and Carl Gonder too. Oh yeah, okay. So we have a couple of them. <laughs> That's it. Okay. okay, good. Thanks. All right, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. Well, okay, Chris, we ready? it's finally time for you to go. Go. Yeah, All right. right. Here we go. Only five this week. Tim Tolman, 65 years old. He was an outfielder uh, for uh, uh, for uh, U- he played uh, for USC, and he was the leading hitter for USA on, USC on their 78 championship team and the Pac-8 uh, player of the year for the uh, North uh, South Division, I guess. He played for Houston Astros, 81 through 85, Tigers, 86 through 87. Major League uh, 909 uh, until 816-87. Uh, not so well on MLB. He hit uh, 168, uh, 33 hits, five home runs, 24 RBIs. And uh, let's see. And let's see. In the minor leagues, he hit uh, from 78 through 89. He hit 296, 1,258 hits, uh, 91 homers, and uh, 668 RBIs. He managed uh, in the Houston system from 91 through 96, scout for Houston, 97 through 99, and then scouting supervisor for the Astros in uh, 2002. Then he uh, Cleveland minor league coordinator uh, in 03 to 06, Washington third base coach in 07 and 08, 
then the Seattle coordinator of instruction in the minor leagues in 09, Cleveland bench coach in uh, 2010 and 11. Then he retired because of Parkinson's. And the last game in 2011, I think they already knew he had the Parkinson's. Manny Acta got himself thrown out of the game. They think it was a meaningless game. He got himself thrown out. And uh, so then uh, Tim Tolman got to manage that game. So that was good. And uh, let's see if there's anything else on him. Uh, and scout for Cleveland until 2020, and he died of Parkinson's, as we said. So um, there we go. Hey, that's another thing. that I don't know if it's happened yet, uh, Perry. Maybe you do or you don't. Have the scouts come back to the ballparks yet? I believe in some cases they have, but not in all cases. But in some cases, I believe they have. Okay. Uh, because last year, that was something Joe said he really missed, to seeing the scouts and around. I, I know not, only that, not only that, Chris, but remember with the trade deadline coming up and the, and the draft. Now the draft is going to be at the all-star festivities. Remember that oh. with the draft and the trade deadline coming up, boy, that it's, it's big to get those guys back. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of teams during the, during the COVID thing, they let go of a lot of their scouts. So I hope a yeah. lot of those guys have their jobs back. Yeah. Especially the A's cause they probably let go of everybody. Uh, yeah, That's don't, he does give me, don't give me all right. started on him. Oh. So, all right, so we go to Jim Fossil, 71 years old. He died of a heart attack. He was a quarterback for uh, uh, Florida Junior College and USC and then Long Beach State. And then, uh, let's see, he went to uh, the – he played – he coached for the Honolulu Hawaiians. I uh, played for the Honolulu Hawaiians, and uh, I think it was sort of a coach too, 74-75 and uh, – what was it, WFL that was – Assistant uh, for Fullerton, Fullerton, 74. Then he was a quarterbacks and running backs coach at Utah in 76. Quarterbacks coach and running back coach at Weber State, 77 and 78. Weber then State. he was the wide receiver. Huh? They call yeah. Weber. They call Weber. Oh, that's right. 77, 78. The wide receivers and running backs. He coached multiple things. He was a busy yeah. guy. The wide receivers and running backs coach, 79 and 80. And then uh, offensive coordinator for Stanford in 81 through 83. Offensive coordinator for the uh, New Orleans Breakers. Yay, Breakers. But they had gone to New Orleans in 84. The head of Utah, 85 through 89. Offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for the Giants, 91 and 92. Offensive coordinator of Denver for 93 and 94. Quarterbacks coach for the Raiders in 95. Offensive coordinator for Arizona in 96. Head coach for the Giants in 97 through 03. Senior offensive uh, consultant for Baltimore in 04 and Baltimore offensive coordinator 05 and 06 and the head and GM for the Las Vegas uh, locomotives and the UFL in 09 through 12. He had won two championships in that league in 09 and 10. Of course, he uh, lost Super Bowl 35 to the Ravens, 34 to 7. And then his coach of the year in 97 for the Giants. In Utah, he was 25 and 33. And for the Giants, he was 58, uh, 53 and 1. And I was thinking about that one tie. Yes, I remember there was a Monday night game against the Redskins that went on forever and ended up in a tie. It was an ugly game. I remember that. And then, uh, let's see. And uh, UFL, he was sixteen and six. Then we get. I was saying on on, on FAN yeah, the other day that they, you know, he never got another co- uh, head coaching job after the Giants. And for what those people on the show were saying that they, they didn't know why, but it seemed like he never even got an interview after that. And they don't yeah. know what the backstory was there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I heard the day that he died, Rick, that he was in the hospital and apparently undergoing surgery for something. Yeah, I know he was. He was under yeah. anesthesia and his heart stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and then we go to Jim Mudcat Grant, 
Uh, there was a rumor going around in our, our system that uh, that Charlie Finley gave him that name. No, no that's this not was true. long before Charlie Finley was in baseball. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's Catfish Hunter that he cooked that story yeah. up about who you were five years yeah. old. You're out fishing for catfish or whatever his story was. <laughs> Mudcat was 85 years old, played with the Indians from 58 through 64. Minnesota, 64 through 67. The Dodgers, 68. Montreal and St. Louis in 69. Oakland in 70. Pittsburgh in 70 and 71. Back to Oakland again in 71. He was a two-time All-Star in the American League, 63 and 65. He was the Wins leader in 65. He had a 21 and 7 record, and of course, Twins won the pennant. Uh, His total records were 145 wins, 119 losses, 3.63 ERA, uh, 1,267 strikeouts. And I've got the saves on this page, and we've got 54 saves because he moved to the bullpen after a while. Started relieving in uh, 67 with the uh, uh, Twins, I guess. He was a historically bad hitter. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember that. Oh, he was awful, yeah. yeah. It's as bad as a Gary and all those guys, yeah, huh? Yeah, Dean Chance. Okay, well, they didn't have to worry about the Twins pitchers because they had Dean Chance at the same time. Yeah. And anyway, he was the first black American League pitcher to win 20 games and the first American League uh, black pitcher to win a uh, World Series game. He started three uh, three World Series games. He won two and then uh, lost one. And in game six, he had a three-run homer and wow. helped the uh, Twins <laughs> win 5-1. to one. And the, the first black National League pitcher to win 20 was Don Newcomb in 51. And the first black uh, World, National League World Series game uh, was won by Joe Black in 52. Uh, Mudcat got his nickname from minor league teammates uh, from the Indians organization. Uh, for uh, they uh, they just got in their heads that all black people were from Mississippi, so they and the big catfish were called mudcats, so they just decided to call them mudcats. So there you go. But at the time, as a teammate did, I don't think he took offense because I never heard him uh, say that. somebody. For example, when uh, and not that it was racist, but when Richie Allen wanted to be Dick Allen, he was. So if he had wanted not to be Mudcat, they would have called him Jim yeah. Grant. That would have been the That's end of it. That's right. No, he, he he didn't have any complaints about that at no, all. No, and I remember hearing him on a uh, – there used to be briefly in 1974 a black sports show on uh, WILD on Saturday mornings. He was on there one time when the, uh, whatever team he was on was in town or just they got him on the phone or whatever. He was very interesting. Bobby Unser Jr. died at 65 years old in uh, – Big brother of Robbie Unser. That that's cool. I remember Robbie, you know, my other brother Daryl. Anyway, and uh, Al Junior, uh, cousin. Uh, you know, he was the cousin of him and nephew of Al, and and of course uh, his son. Uh, his father was Bobby. Unser. Unser to die in about a month. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because his father died. He started racing go karts in '76. And then he did the Pikes Peak race uh, in '78, uh, and he ran off the road. And uh, I guess uh, Bobby Senior was not too happy about that. In '89, he started stunt driving, and he uh, drove in the Walker Texas Rangers show. And he had uh, drug problems and uh, played drums and bred horses, and sort of just had a meandering life, I guess you would call it. And died at 65 years old. And uh, Hesley. Hempstead uh, was a guard at Kansas, an offensive lineman. He played in 46 uh, straight games for the Jayhawks and the seventh round pitch pick for the Lions. Uh, he played for them from 95 through 97, started one of 31 games. So he was not a major contributor to the Lions' fortunes. Uh, in, uh, and he died of a heart attack. And he was known as a uh, you know, player. Uh, you know, he was a big part of the Players Alumni Association, the Charlotte chapter. And they were the ones that reported on his death. And he was, I think, 46 years old. So 49. there you go. That's it. Shot, right. wrap it up. 
All right, well, folks, hope everybody has a good uh, Father's Day weekend, U.S. Open weekend, uh, whatever you're doing. Uh, call up your Hockey, fathers. basketball, uh, college baseball. Around, yep, uh, all that. Talk to them. Yep. yep. Talk to them, and we come back with us next week. If you want to listen to this podcast, hey, if you want to play this podcast for your father, there you, yeah. you can download <laughs> it. Maybe your father's a sports fan and wants to hear what greatness we're doing or what. Um, how many fathers and sons we came up with? Because we came up with quite a few. Yes. Yeah, you can download it. Uh, going to legendoldies.com. You can also type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcast or have it delivered to us. You can also. Uh, Tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Also, I forgot to tell you at the beginning, you can email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net, or leave us a message at 773-572-7715. So until next week, we will see you all later. All right.